Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's testimony time. Today we have amazing testimonies from the just ended Good Friday service. We have two testimonies in the house. The first testimony is from Priscilla, who is a flower in Queen's Garden Center of the campus region. And Priscilla says, My testimony is about how I received divine healing through the prayers of our prophets at the just ended Good Friday service. On Good Friday when I woke up, I had a very terrible headache and my left eye was swollen, so I couldn't open it. I was very weak and drifted in and out of sleep throughout the day. When it was time for the service, I didn't have enough data to stream, so I was a little distressed. My sister, upon seeing how miserable I looked, decided to give me hotspot to stream the service since I had been talking about it the whole day and that was when my miracle came. As we prayed, daddy asked us to put our hand anywhere we felt pain and I did. When the service ended, I checked my face in the mirror. My face had completely gone back to normal. My eye wasn't hurting again and the headache had totally vanished. I want to tell the church to believe in the prayers of our prophet and mommy. And I would also encourage everyone to partake in anything that goes in that goes in church and make a way for it, even when there seems to be no way. You might never know where your miracle will come from. Hallelujah. Our next testimony is from our brother Bafo Ansa Osei from the Greater Love Gospel Choir in the campus region as well. And he says, My testimony is about how I received my healing through the prayers of our prophet on Good Friday. I was, I was experiencing serious tummy ache last Tuesday. The pain was very strange to me and persisted for three days. I was afraid to eat because any time I ate, the pain worsened. I didn't want to think it was an ulcer or anything of that sort. During the Good Friday service, I took the communion and Daddy made us put our hands wherever we had an ailment. I remember that I followed fully and to my amazement, I was able to eat heavily after the service that evening. And I don't remember having pains anymore. I'm totally free and I thank God for this healing through the prayers of our prophet. I want to tell all of us to believe in the prayers of our prophet. Some of us may become so familiar because we, do, because we receive the prayers almost all the time. Don't bebelize it at all. And surely, whatever solution you are seeking is right inside the prayer. Hallelujah. Those were very powerful testimonies. Well, we've come to my favorite part of the service where we get to hear the word of God. 
a Lord has chosen his vessel from his own heart to feed us with knowledge and understanding. If you're as excited as I am, put your hands together for my pastor, your pastor, our mother, Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. We want to just thank God for another opportunity to be together to listen to the word online and I have so much to be thankful to God for and I'm sure this is the same with you the Lord is taking us through week by week oh I mean I'm amazed four weeks have passed four weeks have passed I'm sure you didn't know that you can sit in your house for four weeks wow 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 and I hope that you are praying your hours and forming your life and destiny by your prayers what a blessing what a blessing let us pray father we thank you so much for another sunday another time to share your word another time to fellowship together be online together and hear what we need to hear i pray lord that your word will come forth in the power of the spirit minister to us lord let each one of us receive that which is our portion and at the end of the service, may we know that of a truth we have heard from you and we have been strengthened by you. We thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Beg your pardon. Hallelujah. Well, Easter has passed. It's amazing. And it's a new time, a time after Easter. And today, I want to speak to you about something that is still in the theme of Easter. I'm saying it's in the theme because Easter is a time when we look at the sacrifice of Jesus. Now, many of us don't think anymore about sacrifice, but we need to. And that's why I'm going to be talking for the next two weeks about sacrifice, the key to fruitfulness. Sacrifice, the key to fruitfulness hallelujah the key to fruitfulness you know when god made us and left us here on earth for each one of us he has an expectation and his expectation is that not just that you come and pass through life and then you can write on the wall of life uh, i was also here i was also here some i was here some no no that's not his intention as you came and you landed on this earth he had things he wanted you to accomplish and among them the most important one is found in the word of god so let's go there to a very favorite scripture of mine in john chapter 15 and verse 16 jesus was the one speaking you see he brought so many truths to us and made us understand so many things and this is one thing he says he says you have not chosen me but i have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain that whatsoever you ask the father in my name he'll give it to you so when he brought us forth and we came on this earth he had a desire to see us bear fruit hallelujah you've heard me use this scripture many times and i always ask you what is the fruit of a dog it's a dog fruit of a cat is another cat fruit of a what a bed is a bed it's one of our leaders who told us cut off cut and one of my hey a bed does not give birth to a crab sorry no a crab does not give birth to a bed hey hallelujah a crab gives birth to a, a, a crab and in the same way 
as a believer, as a Christian, you give birth to another Christian. That is your fruit. That is your fruit. No matter who you are, you may do it in different ways, in different proportions, but he has an expectation which he says here that we will go and bring forth fruit and that our fruit will remain. So for every believer that he has, he wants another believer and another believer and another believer. Hallelujah. But it's not just going to happen like that. Some things are needed. And that's why I'm talking to you about sacrifice being the key to your fruitfulness. Fruitfulness in many things. Fruitfulness in the souls, yes. But even fruitfulness in life, it requires a certain kind of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Let's look at another scripture. In John chapter 12 and verse 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. It's a very interesting scripture. If you have a grain of corn and you are holding it, it remains one grain of corn. No fruit, nothing. Until you let it drop into the ground, disappear from view, stay under there. And when it is under there, it dies. And that's when the whole component, everything in it changes. And suddenly we begin to see something coming out of the ground. And with, within a space of a certain time, there is so much more fruit than this one grain. And this is a principle that we have in human life. You cannot have much fruit without a certain kind of dying. Wow. Without a certain kind of dying. You see, I am speaking to a generation of people. Christianity has become some awkward thing where people feel that I'm coming to a church just to get. They don't even think about how they even relate to God or even if they have a relationship to God. It's just that let me go to church and let me ask God and he'll hear. We do funny things like saying that at the end of the year, it's like when the year is moving into the new year, I mean, it must change and I must be under a, you know, the roof of a church. It's almost as if God is food. That if I started the year under the roof of a church, everything will be well with me. Hey, that's not how it works. It's a deception. It's a deception. Wow. You see. So, we have this generation of Christians complaining about everything and believing almost nothing. And one of the things that we, we don't seem to remember is that Christianity in and of itself is a religion of sacrifice. Yeah. It's a religion of sacrifice. We do something that costs us something. The Antichrist does not like sacrifice. And it is one of the things that the Antichrist tries to prevent. So, while we live our Christian lives, you see that we are doing some things because we have to do them. You are praying. When the prayer time extends, no Christians are complaining. Because we don't believe in sacrifice. Even at this time, when you are not going anywhere, and at this time, when yesterday is like today, which is like tomorrow, and you are just sitting in your house, then you say that there's a prayer meeting. Someone is leading the prayer meeting. One hour. And then feels led to move on another, you will hear the Christians. You will hear the Christians. Ah, what is it? Why? Why can't he keep to time? Meanwhile, we the people who are calling about why can't we keep to time? What do we keep to time about in this world? Oh, what, 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 what do we do that we keep time? 
everything that we do, we don't keep time. But as soon as it comes to God, our legalistic things come up and we say, hey, the thing, it has to be one hour. It has to be just exactly one hour. Exactly an hour and a half. It is a sign of something in our hearts. That we don't really like God or the things of God. Because when you really like somebody, you're actually trying to extend the time you have with the person. Not to reduce the time. Yeah, not to reduce the time. But when we don't really like it, that's when we complain. That's why an exam there, we wanted to end on time. But when we go to a party, we don't mind. If it will continue an hour too longer, why not? Yeah, all day long. <laughs> hey! But you see, it's a sign. One of the sacrifices that we must make is to sacrifice time to pray. Even the prayer itself, to be there, hour after hour, talking to somebody who does not listen and does not answer. It's a sacrifice. But that's one we don't like it. And that's why we react the way we, we react. Another one is the current discussion that is going on, tithes and offerings. As a Christian, it is one of the sacrifices that you make. But people do not like sacrificing. You see, for God, they sacrifice for other things. The person that you will see who is complaining about um, uh, 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 tithes and offerings, he doesn't mind another type of sacrifice. But because it's going to God, you see, let me just please, uh, dear viewer, if you are watching and you don't pay your tithe, that's your business. Oh. But for me, as a Christian, I believe the Bible. Part of my worship of God is to tithe. It's part of the sacrifice. It is the spirit of the Antichrist that rises up against sacrifice. I don't know why my sacrifice disturbs you so much. Why? Why is this a problem? <laughs> hmm. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. When other religious, when they get up and they take their sheep and their ram and they are going to sacrifice it, nobody talks. In fact, they are hoping that when they roast their meat, they will bring them some. Nobody comments. But it is the Christian tithe and offering that is an issue. Please, oh, it is a sacrifice. It is part of our worship. I am a full-time pastor. I pay my tithes and I pay my offerings. It's a sacrifice. And it is part of what is required of me. And you see, I pay it gladly because when you make a sacrifice, when the corn of wheat falls to the ground, as I place my offering in the Momo account, as I place it, it is now, it has fallen, it is dead to me. I don't see it anymore. I don't know what it's doing. But you see, when I turn around, at least in this ministry that I belong to, when I turn around, my offering has become part of a church building. My offering has become part of a crusade that healing Jesus has had. My offering has become part of the reason why somebody who couldn't see is now being able, they, they are able to operate on the person. My offering has turned around and it has brought me fruit. Hallelujah. While it was 20 cities in my pocket, it was just 20 cities. But when I put it in that offering, when it goes, it goes to do other things. And one day I will get to heaven. And I know that I will meet somebody who will tell me, thank you for that offering that you gave. Because of it, I heard the gospel. Because of it, my life was changed. Because of it, a medical procedure that I needed to be done, it was done. My whole life was turned around. So I don't know why you do your tithes and your offerings. I'm telling you why I do mine. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. People do not like sacrifice. There are times when our sacrifice of God can lead us into danger. Or lead us into dangerous territory. Or lead us into poor countries. Because that's where God has sent us. 
And you should hear the complaining. Why are you going to that country? Meanwhile, the very same person, if you were going there, having been sent to an even more dangerous country, but the person sending you was WHO or UN, you will see the same person quiet because for money, we will sacrifice. It's God that we have a problem with. You are the one I'm speaking to this morning. Hallelujah. So the first thing I'm trying to establish this morning is that sacrifice is a basic doctrine of Christianity. It's a basic doctrine. And it shows just how far we have fallen that we, we don't know, you know, <laughs> about sacrifice. We've really fallen apart and fallen as a body, as the body of Christ. We have really fallen. My goodness. People sacrifice their whole lives so, to let the gospel go from one place to another. Yeah, their whole lives as they were going they knew that I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow there were even missionaries who went carrying their coffin as they were going the boats that took them also had their coffin on it because as they were going they knew that I'm not coming back I'll be there till I die upon such the gospel came to us but what a generation of disgrace we have become that does not know how to sacrifice the little things we have not even been asked of our, for our lives little thing that we should bring you should hear as nya 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 people writing what episodes your episode unfortunately it will stand to be to, to, to be used to judge you not by me a higher power god has seen it amen but as you listen to me today i'm talking to you about sacrifice as part of your christianity sacrifice hallelujah are you with me today you know right through the bible you see that sacrifice was there abraham was one of the people this man was living in his father's house he was he had a wife life as far as we know was okay and god one day woke up and told him in genesis 12 pack your things and get going he didn't even give him the name of his destination so as we are going i'll be telling you as we are going i'll be telling you the story of abraham is written in the book of genesis by even in you know the one of the things that amazed me was that in genesis 12 one of the places he went through was called bethel he walked through bethel in chapter 12 and then we find him going 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 uh, and in genesis 13 he comes back to bethel some of us would have said that lord if you knew that i was going to come back here why did you not just leave me what is this going that you have left me but abraham did it but you see he was like a corn of wheat falling into the ground and dying. He didn't know where he was going. But by the time we meet Abraham again, today, who is he? He is the only person, and I really mean the only person. He is the father of three religions. There's nobody else who has that claim. Even Jesus does not claim that. Islam calls him their father. Judaism calls him their father. Christianity calls him their father. Yeah. That was what he became. That was the fruit that he bore as he sacrificed and he left the place. He sacrificed his comfort. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, your bodies, your whole bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So present your body as a sacrifice. Present your body as a sacrifice. To be holy, you will have to sacrifice. You see, it is the lack of sacrifice. That is why you have been indulging in that pornography. 
because it's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice to be burning from the age of 15, 16. Burn at it. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. But the Bible says it is your reasonable service. The Bible says it is acceptable to God. Hallelujah. In the absence of suffering, in the absence of sacrifice, you will remain at the same place. Just like a corn. If you don't put it in the ground, it remains the same. It dies. Somebody chews it in Bengucha. Something, it just it becomes nothing. Wow. But you see, there's an even more verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. My goodness. What's the scripture saying? The scripture is saying that a sacrifice there will be. There will be. As for sacrifice, there will be. The only thing is whether your sacrifice will be to God or to the devil. But a sacrifice there, there will be. And that's why when you look around, you see people sacrificing for all kinds of things. Please, we have not asked them any question. They should also not ask us any question. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, the second thing I want to say today is that the sacrifice that you do is the source of the power that you have. The sacrifice that you do. That's the source of the power that you have. Look at something. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, we are, we are told something. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are being saved, it is the power of God. The message of the cross, the cross was a major sacrifice, but it was also the source of a certain kind of power. Hallelujah. After Jesus went up to the cross and gave his life, when he came back, the Bible says that God gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, everything will bow of things on earth, of things in heaven, and of things under the earth, that at the name of Jesus, everything will bow. His name suddenly had a greater power, and that is why when we are casting out demons, we don't cast them out in the name of God. We cast them out in the name of Jesus. When we are praying healing, very soon our crusade will be coming your way and we'll be praying for healing hallelujah and you will hear those prayers in the name of jesus why because after he gave that sacrifice which he alone did his name was exalted above every name whether it was the name of cancer or the name of broken bones or the name of mental sickness or the name whatever the name was and wherever the thing is whether heaven earth under the earth his name was greater why that power came to him by the cross and so by removing sacrifice from your christian life you end up being a powerless christian and that is why many christians around have no power these days you just walk around pray for me pray for me that's why you are chasing every random prophet that is passing hey may the lord help us and it is because as you do not sacrifice there is a certain power that you also do not have May the Lord have mercy on us. Amen and amen. Well, I want to just show you what happens when you sacrifice. Let's take our scripture again. John 12, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. 
three processes or three things that happen. The falling of the seed, the dying of the seed, the bearing fruit of the seed, the falling of the seed. So today I want to just talk to you briefly about that falling. What is that? The falling of the seed is, is, is looking at or talking about that time of your life when you are not known, when you are not seen, that time when you are even hidden from people. It is a time sometimes of rejection and negative responses to you, you see. And if you are a believer, you will find that that period of time comes into your life in some way or the other. But you know, it is because God is hiding you. When the Lord wanted to deliver the earth and he wanted to bring Jesus, he didn't bring him as a fully ready formed human being. He allowed him to be a child. And for 30 years, Jesus Christ was hidden. In that time, he was not exposed. Even when the king wanted to go and look for him, God just hid him away it is part of the process why because premature exposure leads to destruction and there are many christians who have been called to do one thing or another and during your time of hiding you've risen up and you've criticized your pastor you've criticized your leader they don't want to give me a chance they don't want me to be seen monkey they walk babu they chop but <laughs> what you don't know is that it's part of the cause of your life god is hiding you at this point in time it's not yet your time to come forth and what you are going through is not strange so many have gone through it before you i've already given you the example of jesus and some of you will say oh that's jesus he's different what about the example of moses moses came he grew up in pharaoh's house he tried to go and lead his people and he was kicked out and he spent 40 years in the desert he was hidden nobody saw him nobody even knew what was going on with him there apart from the fact that he was chasing sheep but by the time he came out he had gone through things and he had become a, 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 a man who was worthy to to do the work of god hallelujah a similar example with joseph he was in his father's house doing so many things and by mysterious experiences and mysterious things he ends up as a slave he ends up later as a prisoner during all these times hidden hidden from sight not known nothing but by the time he was coming out he had risen to fame i don't want you to say that as an old example and so i want to give you the example of my own bishop bishop dag today when you his name is a household name around the country but it didn't it was not so when we first joined the church it was not like that he also as he felt that God was calling him and he responded to the call, what he faced was rejection from others. Somebody who even used to come to his fellowship and used to preach, when he now became a pastor and it was a church, and he asked, please, can you come and teach us? The person said, I don't sow among thorns. Pure rejection. At his wedding, apart from his small close friends there, Bishop Eddie, Bishop Saki, there was no, there was no pastor there. Total rejection total rejection by the body of christ but you see it was a time when god was keeping him hidden nobody knew his name nobody wanted to know his name nobody wanted to see him but god was doing great things that we all can testify of today we stand as just one of we say three thousand branches i like to say that three thousand and counting because the branches are opening up every day 
you cannot say that God has forgotten you. It may be that it is just your time to fall away into the soil, to die there. Nobody will know that you are there. I want to end today, but before I do, let me tell you what to do in that time of falling and dying. Many of you that I'm speaking to, you know our church is, the average age there is 22, 23, probably even less than so many young people. And that's usually the time when you are invisible. What are you supposed to be doing at that time? If you use that time well, is the very things you learn in your time of falling and dying that you will keep and that will keep you going when you begin to bear fruit. So what are those things? Number one, suffer to know Christ. Suffer to know Christ. Philippians 1.21 says, For unto you it is the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Hallelujah. As you suffer to know him, what it means is that you are drawing closer to him. And as you draw closer to him, you spend time in his word. You spend time in prayer. You begin to get to know him. The things that you are learning, you don't even go and share them anywhere. They are just things that you are hiding in your spirit. Jesus told us to follow those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. We like to hear it because we like the faith side. What about the patience? The patience. Just be patient. He's working a work in you. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27. Paul was speaking when he said, I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. It is as you sacrifice and suffer to do what you must do, you preserve yourself and you protect yourself so that you are not a cast away. As part of this getting to know Christ, you must sacrifice to pray. Number two, sacrifice to pray. The examples that we are seeing in the Bible of Jesus show him go, do, doing prayer at times that we don't want to think about. Mark 135, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out, departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. He got up, he went to a quiet place, and he prayed. It takes something to get up a great while before day. Some of you, we have been at home for four weeks and we are still calling you for dawn prayer. You are still not able to get up on your own. So, <laughs> so you know that what I'm saying is true. In Luke chapter 22, verse 39 onwards, it says, He came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives. That means he often went. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at that place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. So here we see Jesus drawing away from the crowd. And even as he drew away from the crowd, he went to the garden with his disciples. Then he withdrew from them also. He withdrew from them also. And many times there, there is a need to draw away and to pray. I need to remind you that we are in a season of prayer. I don't know how many Duma hours you have done, but we <laughs> 240 hours is what we are trying to establish. 120 for your life and 120 for your destiny. Hey, 
It's not a joke. And you will not accomplish it by sitting down and watching TV and watching movies and eating and sleeping. No. A certain seriousness. Please, if you are with a neighbor, ask them, how many hours have you accomplished so far? How many? I don't want to mention names of people who are here. Hey. <laughs> hey. If Jesus had to sacrifice and withdraw, move away, we too will have to do so. If Jesus had to wake up at dawn to pray, we too will have to do so. Hallelujah. Another thing that is a component of this time of our lives, and which you see, is not that when you begin to arise out of the ground, you stop them. You don't. The thing that brings you success, if you don't continue with it, your success cuts off. So it's something that just it is now being ingrained and put into you. Hallelujah. Sacrifice to fast. Sacrifice to fast. I'll give you only one scripture. Matthew 4, 2 to 4. Do you see Jesus fasting? When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Some of you, this time is a very good time to try another sparrow fast. You are home. <laughs> you are going, you are home. There are no lectures. There are no interruptions. If you're at home with your parents, just explain to them what you are trying to do so that there's no panic. They won't think that you've gotten anorexia. And just decide that I'm doing some three days as I go up sparrow till you come down again. And I think you will be blessed. But you know, we have done these things in church and I'm sure you agree with me that we have been greatly blessed. We have been greatly blessed. You have seen that sometimes habits you've not been able to break. Suddenly, you're able to break them after this. Things that were not working, suddenly they begin to work. All these sacrifices are such as so, so, so important. Hallelujah. Sacrifice to have your quiet time. I've put this one there because to have your quiet time regularly, something in you must die. Yeah, something must die. Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. Morning by morning. And so I want you to just keep on forcing and paying the price that you need to pay to have a regular and daily quiet time. It is one of the pillars that will take you far in this life and in your walk to fruitfulness hallelujah the next one sacrifice to acquire books and other ministry materials amen sacrifice 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 some of you bought macarius i don't want to finish the sentence <laughs> there's 60 books <laughs> you know and even recently look at all the materials that have have been made available my god every message that has been preached from 1992 thereabouts to 2019 what an achievement all that is needed is a little of your time and small data and you are still sitting no you are not paying anything some of us we, we grew up in the time when it was the tapes and we had to pay to get them then after that cds we had to pay and this generation is free it's free my goodness paul said 
Second Timothy 4.13. The cloak that I left at Troas with Kapos, when thou comest, bring with me. And the books, but especially the, char the parchments. I mean, if Paul needed books, how much more you and I? Paul, the writer of books. He needed books. Hey. You know, if I look at the book of Acts, I will say it's Paul who dominates. Even though Peter starts and we see him and we get a flash of Philip and a couple of others, it's Paul who you begin to see consistently, you know, through from chapter 13 onwards, you know. So if I were you, I would, I would think about it and I would pay the price I have to pay to acquire the materials I must acquire. Sacrifice to win souls. Why am I calling it a sacrifice? Because sometimes as you are trying to win souls, you suffer some humiliation and some shame. In the week that is coming ahead, we have our first online crusade. And I'm sure as you go to call your friend, you call up your friend and say, get on it and watch. They'll ask you, what on earth is even that? And they'll, some might even laugh at you and ask you if you even have sex. But that is part of the sacrifice that we must pay. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you with the scripture in Psalm 126 and verse 6. He that goeth forth and weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him hallelujah the seed is the word of god so as you go carrying things and you are crying when you come back you will have a good harvest during this time that we are at home i want you to really set out to share the word of god with everyone who is around you you will have all kinds of experiences and all kinds of responses but take heart it is just part of the cost or part of the price that you are paying. Hallelujah. And finally, sacrifice to stand. As rejection comes and as people think that you are a very odd person and maybe say some unkind things, you may want to hide away. Maybe as you have turned on Healing Jesus TV and the prayer has gone on two or three hours, maybe people are walking up and down and saying things in the house that are not so fair and not so nice. But that is part of your sacrifice. Don't let it be the reason why you stop praying. Rather, sacrifice to stand. Maybe there are other things you have to do in the house, other chores you have to do. You are not quite as free as you would have been. Maybe you are parents, the children are around all the time. You are so tired because there's no relief. They don't go to school to give you a little gap. You are there with them all the time. The harassment is not small. Or maybe as you are home, they have asked you to implement the working hours. So you are in the house working and things are expected of you. And these, the children too are there and they are also craving your time. But that is why I want to say to you, sacrifice to stand. Pay whatever price it is you have to pay. If, they have had to, if you have to wait for them to go to bed and then you wake up to pray, wake up to study, wake up to be close to your Lord, please make sure that you do so. I want to encourage you today and I want to say to you that except the wheat, the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it remaineth alone. But if it dies, it will bring forth much fruit. We are looking for it to bear fruit for our Lord and our Master. And I believe that as we set our hearts and our minds to sacrifice, the Lord himself will help us. God bless you. You want to bow down your head and we pray. Father, thank you that your word is true. Thank you that everything that you say to us is true. I pray, Lord, that as we sacrifice, you will receive it at our hand. And we will see ourselves growing, growing, growing until that day 
when we attain what it is you have placed in front of us. I want to pray for that one. Having a very tough time at home, that Lord, your grace will be there. Help us to stand as believers. May we come back stronger and not weaker in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you have not given your life to Jesus, that is the first thing that he's requiring of you. That's the first sacrifice that is needed. I want you to bow down your head and pray this prayer after me because you need to be saved. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what church you go to. Not, what matters is are you born again? Is your name in the book of life? Has your name been written there? The way for your name to be written there is for you to receive the sacrifice of Jesus and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And so as every head is bowed this afternoon and every eye is closed or this morning, I want to lead you in this prayer. Just say these words after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sin. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my master and you are my savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folciadiasi. God richly bless you.